0: joy side and welcome to the homeschool made simple podcast you're listening to episode 84 this is a podcast to help you homeschool simply inexpensively and enjoyably well this afternoon i am honored to have a long-term friend here staying at sabbath rest and i was not going to miss this opportunity to interview her so we're going to double dip with her retreat and uh do do a quick podcast or two with her her name is chelsea jacobs and she and her husband mark have four amazing children they live in dallas texas and they have kendall who's 19 carly who's 17 abby Kate is 14, and Gabe is 10. So they have one daughter in college, one senior in high school, one in ninth grade, and then Gabe, who we'll talk about a bit in a moment. So welcome, Chelsea.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Chelsea
0: and her family have a wonderful cottage industry called Yellow House Story Shop, spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, very British. <laughs> we just have to give you know our British friends, a little wave there. It's a little nod. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Chelsea, I would love our listeners to know your story. Every family, of course, has a great story, but I feel like your family has a very fascinating, hard, joyful, interesting story.
1: (laughs) So where would you like to start? Well, I am grateful for the story God's given us. I think the reason I'm sitting here is really because of hard valley we walked through that God made us strong enough um, to kind of reevaluate what we were doing in life and really a new perspective on what we wanted our family to be about. So um, I'll start back at the beginning though. We had, um, well, so I got my master's in play therapy. So my passion was child development and giving a voice to children who didn't have one for whatever reason. Yes. Whatever they had walked through. And so having children of my own, that was kind of a natural passion of mine. Mm -hmm. They were born persons, and I knew all of these things from my master's (laughs) program. We had tools instead of toys, you know, all of those (laughs) things. So I'm grateful for that training. But for whatever reason, I still believed the lie that, I didn't know it was a lie then, but I still believed the lie that I wasn't able to educate them myself Mm. though. That, That for some reason, that's where the line was drawn. And so as kindergarten approached, I knew maybe three people who homeschooled. And so I'm just peppering them (laughs) with questions, finding out what does their day, what do their days look like, and still kind of landed in this place of I'm not sure if I'm equipped for it, Mm -hmm. Um, which is funny looking back because God was actually equipping me long before I had children to do exactly what I've been doing um, with his power and might. But so we found a school in Dallas that was a private Christian um, Charlotte Mason based actually school in the early years. Mm-hmm. It turns classical pretty quick, but mm-hmm. in those early years mm-hmm. it was a sweet way to start. Yes. So kindergarten was two days a week and then we had our other days free. Mm-hmm. And so I found quickly how much I loved those other days <laughs> that were free. And so we we actually went through um, five in a row curriculum, mm-hmm. which is literature based Excellent. and reading wonderful books and yeah. doing fun little projects and going on field trips and all of those fun memories are still some of my oldest daughter's favorites. And uh, we were just talking about it this weekend while she was home. Just the, those are such lasting impressions at that early age. Mm. But also the school was great. And we were I was learning so much about living books and about nature study and picture studies mm-hmm. because they were doing all those things. And so yes. it was a great gift to start there. Um, so we continued that in first grade, and it was half days for that Year. And okay. so we, I would get her for the afternoons, but in the mornings she was at school. And so it still was that, that tug yes. toward just being home altogether. But again, kept sending, kept learning more as a parent, so I was glad for that. And then in second grade, I was pregnant with our fourth child, um, whose name is Chase. And we tragically and suddenly lost him at the very end of my pregnancy. I was almost 36 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was a devastating yes. season for us. It's still, we still miss him so much. And he's um, talked about in our family and celebrated every time we can. And so it's a big part of our story. And so in that season, as we were walking through grief, as parents, um, our children were walking through grief. It was, we were broken really. and um, But in our brokenness, we just watched the Lord meet us there and provide us comfort, first of all, provide our kids comfort. But also um, what I like to say is I feel like he gave me a little picture of what breaks his heart. Mm. And it doesn't make any sense unless you know the Lord and the way he works. And so as he's comforting us, he's breaking our hearts for the fact that there are children all over the world who survived against all, you know, we had all the medical care we needed for Chase. And he actually passed away, we found out at delivery, from a blood clot in his umbilical cord, which we could have done nothing about. But it was, you know, a hard thing to hold your precious baby boy and know that something like that took his life. Um, but at the same time, God was so good in showing us um, just this these new purposes that would ultimately change our whole family and really brought ministry to our lives and a lot of other things. And so he... Began showing us just the the brokenness around the world that there are children who have survived against all odds, um, and they have no one to care for them, and so we were quickly broken in a different way for children who needs fam- who need families. Mm-hmm. So within just a few months, really, we were on the on the way to adoption, and that's a that's a long story in itself. But God was, I mean, just so so many clear spoken words and um, just. Confirmation. Yeah, such amazing guidance that He gave us for where our child would come from, and um, looking back, the journey is just—it's a sweet story of His faithfulness. So, we were directed toward um, Rwanda in East Africa, and so that's where our son Gabe is adopted from. Yes. During that season, we knew first of all that we wanted our kids to go with us mm-hmm. to um, <laughs> to be there when we got to bring him home. Um, We have always been a a family who loves traveling, and so the kids had always traveled with us, and so that was another part of this stirring toward breaking away from the school schedule and getting to be a family in that way, too. So really what I always tell the Lord is that He made me brave through that. Mm. He just brought new perspective to my life, and suddenly I knew I wanted to have them home with me, to experience life together, and to have time together, And to have this family identity be strong um, from our home instead of us being separate as individuals out there. And so we decided then that we were gonna homeschool. Um, The next year, well, no, it was that year we came to your conference and that really um, sealed the deal. (laughs) (laughs) I had a good friend who had gone to see you in Nashville. And so she told me that you were coming to Dallas Mm -hmm. and that was in 2010 the spring conference of 2010, that was the first time I heard you, and Mark came along with me. we had already told the girls we were homeschooling, they were very excited about it, and uh, we'd already taken a couple of trips and um, just already enjoyed learning together on the road. And So in that very first seminar, I remember so clearly how much it resonated with both of us in different ways. First of all, I had never connected the training and the education I had received in child development to what i was being called to in homeschooling and i don't know why those were in separate camps but for some reason they were so as you were explaining the piaget you know stages of development that i had memorized and written papers (laughs) over it was like a light bulb for me of like this is what i have been prepared to do yes and um so that all was just a huge light bulb moment for me. Mm -hmm. But then we laugh still because we both resonated with the kids you were describing. So I was the firstborn girl (laughs) who succeeded in school because I liked following the rules. Mm -hmm. I liked the game. Yeah. I liked playing the game. I liked the worksheets. I liked the (laughs) grades. And so I succeeded Mm -hmm. in school. And yet at the end of my education, I really didn't know very much. You know, I had learned to make the good grades. And so, um, really a lot of my learning had been outside of school the, the things that I really loved mm-hmm. and same really for my husband Mark he heard you describe the little boy <laughs> in elementary school and that was him the inattentive boy who Physical. got ins on his report card for being too restless and talking too much and um, and he at one of his one of the breaks he said this is this just makes sense to me because I have always seen myself as a bad student mm-hmm. as a bad reader and I never really thought about it being from these early developmental years. And so for both of us, we were just all in. And really, it was just easy for us to grasp how much better this will be for our kids. Yes. And so it really was never about what we didn't want in the school system. Right. It was really about what we didn't want to miss at home oh, yes. with our kids. Yes. Um, so I always want to say that because I know many people choose different roads of schooling, mm-hmm. different versions of school. Um, So it's not really that we are educating out of a a disdain for that system, but we really are so grateful for all the time we've been given to be at home and learn this way, a different way than what Mark and I grew up learning. Mm -hmm. So, and then the other thing that I remember from that conference, and it's a quote that has always been in my mind, is you said, we are raising Shadrachs, Meshachs, and Mm -hmm. Abednegoes. So when others bow, we want our kids to stand. And that was literally the moment, I mean, I had tears and just (laughs) knew that is the vision I want for my family. And that's the vision God has for these kids. Um, So we're just so grateful that that was God's hand in forming our homeschool years before they even started was with you and your wisdom. And with his wisdom of just knowing like, I have something, I have a great adventure for you guys and it's going to take faith right now but it will be just such a treasure of this time so i'm just so grateful because it's that was however many years ago and um, we have story after story of getting to do adventures together and um, so the kids did get to travel with us to adopt gabe and that was in 2012 so we'd already been homeschooling and traveling for a couple of years they had already been to africa um, in the middle of all of that god drew us to ministry um, and that's another long story, but within Rwanda, we work with um, some kids who grew up at an orphanage that was, that was very neglected. Um, so they've been in Christian schools um, since 2011 is when we really started that. So our kids traveled with us as that was mm-hmm. starting. They've been all over the world, really, with us, and we're just so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. It's really changed the way we see our lives and our yes. call, um, yes. so we're, we're happy that they got to be along. It wasn't something that Mark and I were experiencing and then having to relay to them somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they did go with us. We were there for five weeks adopting Gabe. And so it was so sweet. We would read in the morning, but a lot of their education was playing outside with the Rwandan kids in the neighborhood and doing ministry alongside us, praying for big things for Gabe. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of things going on with his health and with just the adoption itself. Mm -hmm. And they got to be a part of those big prayers big faith prayers, and then watching God answer them so mm. powerfully, um, and so just the education I could not have devised no. out of books, um, so we just have a lot of those kind of moments that are special. So was
0: Gabe Ray speaking French or tribal languages?
1: Well, he was only, so we when we were there bringing him home, he turned one, so he had heard... Oh, so he, so he heard, was just one? Yes, he okay. had heard Kenya Rwanda, which is the local mm-hmm. language, and so yeah. he still continued... To use some of those words mm-hmm. because even though he was very tiny he was only 12 pounds at one year um, he had a very long health road uh, wow. in one year <laughs> so but yes so we did continue to keep his language yes. around and even still he he loves rwanda he yeah. loves that he's from africa yeah. he yeah. will tell people that <laughs> and so it's still a big part of our family identity and mm-hmm. um, and especially yeah just a neat story of how he has grown so much since he's been home. So he came home when he was one and now he's ten. So yes. he's been with us since really the beginning. And he's had some challenges. Tell us about that. Yes. So he was born prematurely. We're not exactly sure how premature, but and um, they, they estimate around thirty weeks gestation. Mm. So he was two pounds when he was born. Oh my word. And we in went to see in the little village yeah. and we went to see the little clinic that took such good care of him. We got to meet the doctor Who cared for him and i was just weeping just in gratitude (laughs) because there was no one to take care of him his sweet mother we found out it was a he was born actually in a village 30 minutes from this little clinic and she made her way there and she fled in the middle of the night and so we you know they did a lot of work trying to find her um but we're so grateful that she considered his life worthy of saving because yes. he was so tiny it yes. would have been easy, easy to not do the work oh, yes. so we're grateful but so he lived there for two months um in the hospital and, and did not gain any weight and so the doctor actually called a missionary family who lived there um and said he ha- he needs love yeah He's not going to grow yes. in this little incubator. Right. It was That's all they had. They didn't right. have oxygen or steroids or anything. Right. So right. he's really a miracle. Yeah. So um, fast forward, a, a foster family that was an mission, American missionary family yeah. took care of him from four months until oh. we adopted him at one year. Oh. And they were heroes. He saved they saved his life. Yes, they had to do a lot of hard, hard fighting for his life, yes. you know, through the night. And yes. um, he began having seizures when he was about six months old i believe um and those continued really until we adopted him Mm -hmm. and so lots of trips to kenya that was the closest doctor Mm -hmm. that could work with him and you know just story after story of god saving him by his hand i mean there's no other way to explain it and so since he's been home with us you know we went straight into a an epileptologist and they did a seizure study on him for three Mm -hmm. days It was one of those, I had a prayer, we had a prayer team that had been covering us this whole journey. And we sent out a prayer request. I was just very anxious about seeing him seize. They were gonna take him off all of his medication um, because he was on adult sized doses Mm -hmm. and they just wanted to get the right, Mm -hmm. fine tune Mm -hmm. what what he was on. So I prayed, I asked for prayers that that we would be able to handle the seizures, that they would just pray for our hearts, that we would be strengthened. And Mark um, said, why don't we pray for no seizures? I think we can pray wow. bigger prayers than this, which I wasn't even <laughs> thinking of that. Yeah. Um, so we sent a new email out. It was like, Ooh. actually, we're changing. Um, so he was there for three days, and he never had one seizure. No. And before this, he had seizures. every If they missed All the, the dose by, right. you know, two minutes later, he would begin seizing. So this was not uh, anything Ignore. but a miracle from God. Right. So we got to watch him, again, deliver... Gave from from what we expected to what he had planned for him and so the doctor said at the end of three days I cannot explain this like his brain <laughs> shows the seizure damage and Yay. um so you can either leave on a medication that I can just kind of guess mm-hmm. or you can leave on no medication and we can wait until he seizes again yes. because we don't know what kind they will be right. or how you know, often they will be yeah. so we left with an emergency kind of pack with yeah. no medication and he has never been on medication sense and we know that at any time he could begin seizing they say like as puberty hits or other times we we know to be watching Mm -hmm. for that but we also are grateful because his his learning has improved and just you know those drugs are hard on their brains and on their personality and their immune system and so he's just been he is really a miracle and he's our little light of our family for sure so he has cerebral palsy Mm -hmm. so he is quadriplegic and in a wheelchair. And um, so there's a lot of things that he can't do, but right. there are a whole lot of things that he can do. And he does them all to the best <laughs> of his ability. So he's super sharp um, mentally and emotionally and cognitively. He just really is very alert yes. and alive and you know, just wanting to be the center of everything. I mean, he loves playing games and you know, he's just really- A ton of fun. A ton of fun. And you take him everywhere. Yes, yeah. I mean, in my sweet husband—he yes. is the hero of that. I know. Um, yes, that was been a passion of Mark's from the beginning. That we would not slow down our travel life. I mean, unless he needed us to slow it down, if Gabe needed that. But he loves getting to go everywhere. So Mark will carry him. He's been horseback riding in Yellowstone with on Mark's back <laughs> in a in a big carrier. And the guy who ran the the horse can, horse facility. Yeah said like I have never done this before but if you can get on and off with that on your back then I'll let you do this and so we were literally all praying like pray that daddy can do this so he got on and off (sighs) so we have these great pictures at the top of this mountain peak with Gaby just smiling huge Um, so So yeah this summer he went to Costa Rica and got to do all kinds of things he's been yeah, tubing in Colorado and yeah, you know, whatever it is, Mark takes it as a challenge to figure out how can my son do it too. That's right. And he he gets it done. <laughs> oh, I love that man. What uh, a guy. He's fun.
0: Do you feel as though you're the only one you know that's using my simple literature-based approach? On Saturday, November 6th. Gather your friends and relations for my all-day webinar entitled, Begin with the End in Mind. Get each family represented to register for the webinar at my website, caroljoyside.com, or click the link below in the show notes. Then spend the day together exploring the easy yoke of homeschooling the Carol way. The seminar will be available for replay two weeks after the event. The good news is, you won't feel like the Lone Ranger any longer. Now back to the show. Wow. So for a family that's just kind of thinking about homeschooling,
1: what are some of the things
0: that you would share with them?
1: Hmm. I feel like I get to do that quite a bit right now. You I feel do. like there's a lot of people drawn to homeschooling right yes. now, and so... I, I say often, I feel like having a child go to college, mm-hmm. having done, really she's learned this way yes. for all of these years. Yes. Um, and so when she went to college last year, it just made me even bolder um, in proclaiming that this works, yeah. that it feels different even than from other homeschool families, uh, but it works. And not only does it work, but they're thriving. I mean, mm-hmm. Kendall is thriving and she's loving learning. And, and we were just talking the other day and she she, she didn't leave high school burned out on learning. You know yes. She was never stressed out. And so because of that, she just has a light in her eyes and you know her professors all <laughs> and notice a passion. it. A yeah. passion for what she's learning and yeah. doing. So that's one thing I always say because a lot of people are a little bit hesitant and wondering, does this work like yes. long-term? And so I'm so thankful that I can say, yes, it does. Yes. And not only that, but just the family dynamics that it provides, just the time that you're mm-hmm. given time to just have conversations and long breakfasts and talk about what's happening in the world but also to serve and volunteer and run small businesses and Mm -hmm. you know it just you have time to see how they're bent and meet them in that place and watch god kind of develop their passions and gifts and we would have we could have missed a lot of that Mm i mean i'm not saying we would we would have missed all of it because god is sovereign and good in that way but it has given us so much time to really enjoy our kids and to not be stressed and running constantly. So I often say that, just that trust God. (laughs) He has good for your family and He knows your children and He will equip you. He will give you exactly what you need. Um, And then I also just talk a lot about just being serious about their discipleship, that there's a lot of academic subjects that you can spend a lot of time learning. Mm -hmm. But what we get to do is spend a lot of time pointing them toward the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, in those daily conversations, and in Bible study, or even just in history, or you know, as you're learning all the subjects of the world, we see God's hand in all of it. And mm-hmm. so, just that opportunity to get to really be a part of forming and shaping their worldview yes. and what they're here to do. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, just take take the time and and run with it. It mm-hmm. goes so fast. I know. Uh, but also, don't let that overwhelm you because it's also they they learn so many things it's just endless and i think about it as like a tapestry that god's weaving you know we don't always know the threads that are going to be the most beautiful ones in this child's tapestry but they they appear and you have all this time to really make it a beautiful weaving Mm. of so many different things so it's worth it for sure how have
0: books affected the way that you've educated your children it's a two-hour
1: conversation and that part makes me really teary because they have been every I mean formational everything the foundation Um, and a lot of that came from you from knowing the right ones to start with Mm -hmm. and then a lot of it came from watching them love them so much so those characters that we now talk about as friends you know it's not just reading a book and then moving on it really becomes a fat part of your fabric of your family and I think about we had definitely some pillars as you call them in our family that are still so important to us and a lot of what they remember is not necessarily always the reading of them but the playing of them afterwards and so we had part of the name of my bookshop yellow house story shop is we had a yellow playhouse in our backyard and so it was equipped with everything they would need so we had a a plethora of play clothes, dress up, you know, that we would get from thrift stores or even for special Christmas gifts Mm that, you know, they got a little house, you know, dress and apron and bonnet. And so all of those things, um, just made all these stories come to life. They had a little, um, clothesline that hung from the tree to (laughs) their house and they had a little mailbox nailed on the tree and all the things they needed to create these stories. Mm -hmm. And so I love that it wasn't just the reading, it was just the taking in of all of these characters and these books and their ideals. So they're a huge part of our of our world, even still, but all these years of them learning are completely based on books. Yes. So, Well, Chelsea, I'm going to keep you, and we're going to do
0: another recording, if that's okay, and we're going to talk about books. That's great. So you are a fund of information, and I'm not letting <laughs> you get back to Dallas without picking... Your brain. So thank you, Chelsea, for being thank with you. me. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com, to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.